Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Half-Baked Podcast. I am your host, Shay. I have never said that before in a podcast, should I? I don't know. I'm not really feeling it, because honestly, I don't care about if you know my name or not. It's just kind of, I am a human being proposing certain topics, and you are a certain human being listening to these topics, and I hope that you are a certain human being who responds to these topics. There is my intro. So the last podcast that I recorded was about, um emotional vocabulary, where I'm more focused on the examples of small children, just younger than teenagers, so preteens or children. And I just, I guess I wanted to quickly follow up on that with the teenage aspect that I introduced in the previous podcast because it's on my mind and it, I don't know, I feel like it flows naturally. Here we go. There was one time there was a client and I don't think I'd met her before and I don't even think I've seen her since and um, we were just talking and all I can remember is her making a comment about how she had had a kid young and you know I thought I was in love and it just I felt sad for her and almost her younger self because it was just like the thought that came to my head was but weren't you weren't you in love and people have very different ideas of what love means, right? Whether love is a feeling or love is actions. And I think love is a feeling and it can be sustained through action, right? You can have loving actions. But I feel like there's, I don't know, there's almost a competition between different de- different definitions of love and how much they matter, which kind of leads me to this idea of when a love ends and people see it as a failure and how I think that is too bad because and I'm sure you've heard like cliched quotes all the time, like just because it ended doesn't mean that it didn't matter or something like that. And I think that that's really, really true that you can have, you know, you can consider them more immature types of love, but that doesn't mean that they weren't love, that you didn't give a part of yourself or that you didn't teach you something or that, you know, it, it just, I don't think you have to demean love because it was immature, it didn't last or because of someone's age. I just don't see... Because you have to know that the people who got together when they were 14, 15, and they're still together in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond, you had to have known that like people have referred to their relationship and stuff as immature as well, and that it wouldn't last. And I'm sure a big part of the reason that they could make it through was because they didn't listen to it. They didn't care. They validated their own love. And I wonder if sometimes it's easier to invalidate love that we've experienced in the past because it makes the loss easier. But that's just kind of a side ramble. And it really came down to this imagining that, I don't know, it was just another example of how people minimize their experiences as teenagers. And I find that very curious because being a teenager is a very, very interesting period. I remember at that age or coming up to that age that people would remark a lot about how almost like your teenage years were your coming of age, right? You were a child, your teenager years is, they're they're pivotal years, and you come out of them being different somehow, and then you are adult, like a rite of passage. Where in my personal experience, I kind of felt that my teenage years were my undoing, and not passively even, like actively undoing myself. And I still honor that period of my life massively, And I still see so much of myself in it, and I see how my behaviors and actions help dictate who I am now. 
I see the power that my decisions had then. That's something too. I feel like when people infantilize teenagers, you're really undercutting the fact that they have a lot of fucking power and they have a lot of ideas and they have a lot of feelings because they're fucking human beings, you know? And what you do as a teenager matters. It matters for who you are and your future. It's not just a write-off. And I think that's how oftentimes it's portrayed. And I think that's a way of almost disrespecting yourself and undermining like these wonderful opportunities and experiences that you have. I think it's just such a beautiful time of cultivation because as a child, you really, really do heavily rely on the people around you in every sense. But when you come to be a teenager, it's less so. You question other people's beliefs more. You you sit back and you observe and you, right, your vocabulary is growing, whether that be literal vocabulary with words understanding the world's relationships yourself emotions and so on and you get to make your own decisions and you have more privacy and you have more autonomy whether that be what you do on the internet or driving or whatever it is but you still have a greater sense of freedom generally speaking than you will in the coming years so I just think it's this beautiful, beautiful time that you cannot replicate. And it has nothing to do with high school. Honestly, I fucking hated high school. And the things worth remembering and, I don't know, all the craziness of that time had nothing to do with high school for me, honestly. I, I really don't have anything to say about high school. I feel as though youth, and by that I mean teenagers, are taught not to trust themselves because they have no experience. When I don't think that that's true any longer. Um, right, I feel like you could really debate that when it comes to, like, young kids. But I think taking that perspective when you get to teenage years, I don't think that's any longer uh, beneficial because you do have experience. Of course, when it comes to, um, like, the paradigms of the adult world and institutions and stuff, right, you... I don't know, all I keep thinking about is high school and parents when they're like, oh, I'm just preparing you for the real world. I thought it was bullshit then, and I still stand by that. I think all the things they, they said about that were pretty much bullshit because the things that they were trying to prepare you for, it's like, oh, well, I actually don't use them in adulthood. Actually, things are changing and they no longer apply. You were setting me up for a world that you wanted or that you grew up in or that you were taught about, but that no longer applies. And now I just have to re-educate myself. But my point just being that you, you do have experience and I think that that is really, really important to sit on and feel. I don't think it's an either or type thing. So when adults talk to or about teenagers in this way, I understand what's coming from. It's like you don't have the same perspective. That's what it comes down to, right? Like acknowledge and respect the fact that you are lacking on perspective because you haven't had as many perspectives. You haven't had to take as many perspectives in life because you haven't been in as many experiences and situations as people who are older than you. So while acknowledging that is true, I also think that it's super, super important to acknowledge that say you're 15, you have had 15 years of life experience. And if you can honor that in yourself and make space for that, and um, the way I'm imagining it is a bowing to your previous experience. And by that, I mean paying it due respect, noticing it, noticing the situations that you've been in, what they've taught you, um, and what you've learned, and what you agree with, and what you don't, and so on. I feel like if you can really, rather than stepping on the edges of your comfort zone or your life experience and reaching, reaching for everything other, because you feel as though you have more value to other people and to adults specifically, and to the world, if you can snatch up more perspective and just take a look at what you have, you'll notice 
all the like I don't know I want to say like infinite shoots of even your own life experience and if you can really look at that and make connections and stuff and honor it and sit in the truth and all the power of everything that you've experienced and learned and read and so on I don't know I feel like that's sitting in your power and then you can take that thing and it, it can help you come to the world with more perspective and that has value you have value there you have experience that matters you have you know your experiences were real and just as educational as anyone else's and I don't think you should disown that in favor of what you think other people want I often find and I, I don't think this is an uncommon perspective I really don't think that it is but the more you are infantilized undermined not given credit whether it be because you're young you don't have any experience or because we're trying to get you ready for the you know the real world and um you know implying that you're not yet ready and these people are going to be the ones to be your saving grace or something like that you react to it I think that's a natural thing right because I don't think teenagers are often given the due respect and like maybe it's difficult I'm not trying to write that off but of being informed of why things matter why we're doing it this way and because you can't understand the intention and the rationale behind it, it you can't see the course of a thing laid out before you okay this is why we do this to avoid this and then we go here and so on so we can ensure this type of ending or whatever how many teenagers would be interested in that like I don't want to overstate teenage years but at the same time from remembering myself as a teenager like I think that's completely valid and I'm sure a lot of other people feel that too and I think a lot of times when people don't it's because they've basically been shamed into believing oh no when I was a teenager I was an idiot like I don't want to remember things that I did I don't want to claim them because it was silly and stupid and I didn't have good reason when it's like you had a reason you had good reason right if you had kept journals your entire like youth and stuff if you read read them back you'd probably be amazed by the insight and like the validity of your anger or any other emotion that you had felt or the validity of a love that you experienced in those years but anyway my point was just to be was to be saying that yes it makes sense that they there is that they can be reactionary and I don't know if it would have helped at the time but I I guess if I could talk to me at 15 I wish I could like let myself know that rebellion is a cage as well right that I was at this point where I was tired of listening and I was tired of being what people expected me to be so I was resentful of it but that I, I felt I was in a cage but rebellion is a cage as well I re remember maybe I was like just 18 19 or something I just remember hearing Miley Cyrus uh, say something in an interview about wanting to be different and that was the point was to want to be different than other people and I remember at that time thinking like well that's kind of like bullshit because that's also a cage right the sh point shouldn't be to see what other people are like or what other people doing and to be opposite of that just to be contrary and I mean you can discuss that that'd be an interesting topic to discuss but that's inauthentic as well right the point should be to be yourself regardless of what people are doing or not doing the point is to be able to be yourself regardless and I wish I could have seen that perspective as a teenager because how I view my teenage years is that I don't know it's just it's all truer to who I am that I noticed at the time I was right a certain person as a kid and I felt that I was growing and narrowing my um, personality and streamlining who I was and how people could access me trying to simplify myself or something simplify my personality or something through childhood I was developing a sense of self whether it be something coming from me reacting to the family dynamics that I was in or um, 
right? Other people around me and what they wanted from me or what they witnessed in me and then they would verbalize it. But in the process of that, as the years went by and people verbalized these aspects of you, in my experience, it limited your opportunity for self-exploration. People expected certain things of you, therefore you knew what was expected, so you behaved in certain ways. You saw that there was parts of you that were identified, that were appreciated, that were witnessed, that had a place, and you could disown other parts. And then you, at least I got to a point where it's like people had picked up aspects of my personality and regurgitated them so often that they no longer felt authentic to who I am. I felt trapped in these in the terminology, in the names or characteristics that were applied to me. I felt trapped in them. And I no longer knew if they were who I was anymore or if I was just that because other people told me them. So I remember getting mad when people would make comments about me or who I was. And of course, you'd be like, wow, here she is, you know, the teenage attitude and stuff. And, you know, there's no reason to be upset. It's literally who she is. So what's her problem, right? When the problem was that every time I heard someone make a comment about who I was, there was just this huge unexplored or unverbalized aspect of myself or an argument that I didn't feel like I knew how to verbalize or didn't have a place to or didn't have a right to, to say, am I though? Is that all that I am? Sure, I can be this, but I can also be the opposite thing, right? Just feeling pigeonholed. And so I felt that throughout my teenage years, it wasn't, being a teenager can so often be removed so far removed the concept of it because it's like all teenagers act the same and they get rebellious and they have attitude and they do things just to piss off their parents and so on where in the actual lived experience the fact that my behavior would mimic that and then people would scoff at it because that's to be expected she's just another teenager felt very dehumanizing to me because I could see and understand why I was behaving the way that I was and why I wanted what I wanted but there was no place, right? There was no recourse. And so I felt that my, if you want to word it like this, my quote-unquote teenage angst was about me questioning the identity that was being built of me and not opposing it or rebelling to go, to be contrary to my parents or to no longer identify with who I once was or something, but it was to really question, is this who I am? Is this what I'm capable of? Is this all that I'm capable of? So I would put myself in situations that challenged that idea of who I was. And in doing so, I remember feeling like I have done things and said things and been in places that I never ever would have wanted or expected myself to be or imagined that I could be in. And it's all a secret. Like no one knows where I've been and no one knows any better. And if I told them, would they still reiterate the same narratives about me as they always have? And then it was interesting because I, I find that it was less about the experiences that I had as a teenager and more about that. I don't even want to say rebellion or opposition. Like it just felt, the words were just used so much. I feel like they lose meaning. There was something so much deeper than that to the experiences and what I did. Like, I was trying to get to know myself in my own right and view myself as a blank slate who could do, be, or say, or do anything. And then from there, refine it into, okay, what feels right? What sort of situations do I want to further from here? Which ones don't I want to? And then coming into adulthood, I felt that it was more... I then had to start peeling back these layers of this personality that I was building that that didn't apply to me, that maybe no longer applied or that had never applied. 
so youth being almost a refining and a narrowing and then getting to a point where it's so bottlenecked that you I don't know it 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 gets turned around and it starts expanding again and you just take in all this identity and all this identity until I got to a point again where it got too broad and it was like okay which parts don't apply to me I'm going to take and I think this process is a beautiful process you could say that this process is the rite of passage and I don't think it has to do with teenage years because to me it was like a process of my life 25 to 30 years of my life this process and it's been a continual thing that has shifted and evolved and it was not just about being a teenager and I, I just want teenagers to see this this big picture of this and know that this point is just one point in the process it is not a process in itself it's not a closed loop it's not just because teenage angst or something it is part of a life processing and what you're going through right now is the experience they they are the experiences that are helping you gain more perspective and a better sense of self and more understanding and you can't control it if other people scoff at you for it but you better not scoff at yourself because i don't think that that's fair and because so often teenagers are in this place where they are trying to expand their personality or not even expand their personality but just expand the possibilities like entertain the possibilities of who they could be and people laugh it off because it's like oh look at now they're wearing clothes like this person or like this band or they're wearing makeup like this or now they're totally against this they've changed their hobbies they've done this they've done that and they laugh like it's this person who is in an identity crisis but maybe it's just that i'm always in an identity crisis but i think it's fun even as an adult i think it's so fun to play with the concepts like that and expressions of yourself and seeing that it's just creative it's not immature it's not asinine it's creative and it's beautiful and to maybe question our judgment i feel like we're so so ready to judge things and categorize things and minimize things so that they're more digestible to us but that's in direct opposition to how i view personality and like self development i want more possibilities i don't want to be digestible to people. And I mean of course I could always kind of reflect and go back to that rebellion thing is like is this rebellion a cage or are you fighting against it for the sake of fighting against something? Are you trying to be that different rather than authentic? And I think that's a question that is always relevant. You can always go back to that question. I've never gotten past this idea that getting into adulthood and through adulthood is not about reducing opportunities, reducing chances, reducing risk and crafting something that's immovable. That is not my idea of adulthood. I don't think adulthood should be restrictive and honestly, adulthood is my favorite. I I think it's such a shame when I hear people wish that they were still younger or didn't have responsibilities and how hard or how bullshit adulthood is. And I don't want to make this all personal because I mean of course it's institutional and stuff as well, but I feel like maybe you're doing life wrong if you don't think adulthood is fucking wicked. Like I think it's so much fun. You have total control over what you're doing and who you are and how you choose to live. And that's that's liberty. <laughs> and that's all I ever wanted. And that's come true. So I have this note here when I had first thought about this topic and and the note says it's as if you know who you are as a child regardless of labels and titles etc and the more cultural narratives take hold of you and then expect this sense of who you are 
and you're aware of this, even unconsciously, you begin to push back and that this does not just happen in adolescence. It starts before and it's maybe that it reaches its height or is at its most rebellious in adolescence or at some point in adolescence. For me personally, I felt like it reached its peak between 17 to 20. You know, it wasn't, ooh, you know, you're a teenager, you're 13 till until you turn 18 and then you're an adult. To me, it really, really got more intense like 13, whatever, 14, 15, I started getting more unhappy. 16, a lot of shit happened in my life. 17, 18, 19, 20. That was when the shit was happening. And then I had a kid at 21. And that was something that I really noticed at that point. And from my own experience, why I would really, really caution people to be very, very careful about their sexuality. Because, I mean, I have no regrets. I love my life and I love my son and I can't imagine my life without him. But at the same time having a child at that age interrupted my own coming of age. I was not made by the time I was 20. I was not an adult and I didn't have my life figured out, right? I was just coming out of the, I really don't even, I wish I had a better term that I felt was more accurate because now I'm just faltering back into the rebellious phase, the teenage angst, the oppositional stage or something. And that's, I don't think that that encompasses what it truly is to experience which is what matters, the experience of it, not how other people choose to dictate it or simplify it to make it digestible. I was just at the end of that phase where I was stopping to taking on things as options of who I was or, you know, not even options of who I was or not going to be. I think I really view myself and everyone, I view it as your sense of self is fluid. You can be and do anything. You can take so many different paths in life. You choose which aspects of you you want to harness and which ones you want to dictate your life. Who you are right now is not just all that you are. It's who you've chosen to be or what has happened to you because you've decided not to choose and you allow life to dictate for you. I was just coming to the end of that, whatever, oppositional stage where I started being like, okay, you know what? This isn't sustainable. I don't like this. This part of my personality exposes me to certain things that don't make me feel good, to people who aren't healthy, and it's not adding my life. This is not the direction that I want my life to go. So you peel that back and you peel certain things back. And then in the end, I found that, you know, a lot of stuff that was who I was when I was a kid was still as true as ever. But the beautiful thing was because I had all the experiences that I had, Right, And I ran to experiences as a teenager, and maybe they weren't always the best or safest experiences, but I ran toward them and that gave me experiences. And it would have been different experiences, obviously, if I had chosen different things. But So I'm not encouraging you to run after dangerous situations, but I think, I don't know, I felt like as a teenager in the beginning, I was disallowing myself the experiences because I didn't, oh, I didn't want to be one of that kid who was just another moody teenager, just another rebellious teenager. I didn't want to be that, but I was actually disrespecting myself by doing that because I was looking at adults' sense of superiority and I was trying to behave in line with that so I could please adults. And that is bullshit. Fuck adults. You don't need to please adults, right? You might want to respect adults that you respect, right? People you love and stuff, but just a general aim of pleasing adults, that's not a sign of respect, honestly, not inherently. That is not inherently a sign of respect or it does not dictate to you your value as a person. It really doesn't. Um, Being exploratory as a teenager 
is beautiful because you have a safe container to come home to, right? You have a home where you have parents who are there to ensure you have a house and food and safety and so on. And I would really hope that this sort of direction would encourage people to explore themselves and not just, ooh, drugs and parties and sex. Like, there are so many ways you can explore yourself and your sense of self and stuff as a teenager that... I honestly feel like those expressions, like, they are what they are, but at the same time, I feel like it's almost a perverted thing. It's this lack of control and trying to rebel that it's like, well, I'm going to fucking go hard then. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. You want to keep me safe and treat me like a kid? I'm going to be dangerous and I'm going to be grown up. You don't have to, man. You have your entire life to do that shit and try things out and do dumb shit. Like, that does not end when you're no longer a teenager. But... I would love this idea if teenagehood, rather than being angst, was viewed as exploration. I think that would be beautiful. So rather than narrowing it to just rebellion, it's just expanding yourself in all directions um, in ways that you are ready to, of course. But to veer back, I know I was talking about having a kid at 21, is that because I think you should really embrace those those opportunities of exploring your sense of self. And I think that should be viewed as a rite of passage. I think it should be viewed in a positive sense and talked about in a po- in positive language. But that, w- that was not my reality. And that's just, I feel like, the way that the world wa- is, maybe was, and just the way people talk about it and expect things from teenagers and so on. But I didn't see these things and these experiences as an opportunity. And so I didn't claim them as a right that I had. So I'm fumbling through this experience until I get to be 20. And then I had a child as I'm just trying to come really back into my own sense of self. And then that self-exploration is then cut off because as a parent, it is your duty to put your child above yourself. And I don't want to push this idea of motherhood or, or parenthood in general as martyrdom. I really don't. That could be a whole topic in itself though. But that is just what you do as a parent. And it's not just cultural narratives which it is a huge part but it's also just I feel like in the nature of being a parent like you are steadfast in your 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 feelings towards your child you are their protector and it just comes naturally like you want to do everything you can for them and there are ways and times that you will sacrifice yourself and the most basic way it's time you do not have time and you do not have the freedom to do things right and I mean I've had my own unique set of of life experiences with growing up with my child and it's been beautiful but it, it's interesting to imagine what that quote-unquote teenage angst could have blossomed into if it was able to unfold in its own right timing but no one took you seriously and it's just it's a very weird space because you want freedom and opportunity and stuff but then at the same time there are ways that you're not ready or you don't know how to handle it You know, you want your parents to be there and be able to help and support you, but then you also don't at the same time. And, you know, the world is expecting things of you that maybe you don't feel quite ready to give, but then the things that you want to give, the world isn't giving you um, the space to do yet. Like, it's, it's a very weird space to maneuver, but I think if you can roll with the punches, which, I mean, honestly, if you can practice rolling with the punches then, like, good on you, man, because they just keep coming. But I guess this is just another extension of emotional vocabulary that I spoke about last time, that imagine if we were to establish that self-awareness in youth, how would that indicate the exploratory phase phase of teenagehood? And I, I, I hesitated there because I'm thinking phase. I don't want to indicate that teenage exploration is a phase that you grow out of. And I think a lot of people view that, view it like that. And I think that you can tell that 
when you look at how some people view or live their adult lives. But I don't. How I view it is that there may be waves. They come in waves rather than phases. It's your explore. It's yeah, the exploratory wave, which is one among many, many, many that you will have in your life. And to witness it as, yes, this is a part of my becoming. I am going to continue playing with my sense of self and what I like and what I don't like so I can get to know myself, right? Again, imagine how that would be bolstered by emotional vocabulary being taught to kids, how that would inform the exploration of being a teenager, and how that vocabulary would impact the language we use about being a teenager, how that would indicate other people's view of being a teenager and how they interact with the feelings and impulses and questions and insecurities and angers that they feel during that wave, how then people would come up and shining and bright into their young adulthood, and then how that would indicate the rest of the life as well. So the note that I had mentioned earlier, I continued on right by acknowledging that this pushback doesn't just happen when you turn 13 or 14 or something and that it starts before that. It's just expected or perhaps encouraged, but definitely expected at that given time in your life. And I continued on to say that I come back to more who I was back then and all of the facets of me then that I did not know because of a lack of experience. But, you know, other perception, perceptions and simplifications, uh, I want to say preconceptions um, and conclusions blinded me to what this blo- blossoming truly would be, could have been, and it could have gone in so many differ- different directions. What I like the most here is that I say, but there was an undifferentiated state that held all that I am now. So I find that in all these different stages of your life, you can often feel jagged and you're right, you don't feel whole and you don't feel safe in who you are and people's opinions or expectations of you can can cut real deep. But I find that that is a beautiful truth to meditate on is that even if you're giving into other people's perceptions of you because it feels more secure, um, whether you're at a time where you're now saying, no, you no longer get to tell me who I am. You can listen up and I'm going to tell you who I am. That you don't need to disown or disregard these pa- parts of yourself. You can disagree with certain expressions, of course, right? You can regret decisions, absolutely. But you don't need to disown yourself because there is an undifferentiated state that holds all of these things and more that you haven't had the chance to experience of yourself yet. So I'm going to leave it there for today. And I thank you for taking the time to listen. As always, please comment, offer your suggestions, corrections, and your perspective, because I want to hear it.